Hello, my name is Jordan Green. And my name is Pedro Millan. Welcome to the Half Step to Life podcast, where we enrich creatives and assure the potential artist in you. Mm-hmm. In you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the third episode of Half Step to Life. If this is your first time joining us, please feel free to look at our other episodes and content on YouTube and Instagram. Also, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Smash that like button, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You know those YouTubers is like it was like, smash that like button, destroy that <laughs> like it's so aggressive. It's like just once. Yeah. You're gonna break your computer. <laughs> like you're gonna break your computer. You really are. It's over. Facts. Killing. So, um, I guess the first thing that we wanted to talk about, especially within this episode, is the aspect of composition and the multi the the multitude of facets within composition in general. Yeah. So <laughs> we have a lot of creative. There's so many things that we can you know, and this could also apply to a bunch of other creatives, not necessarily musicians. So the first thing that I actually wanted to talk to you about Jordan was first I want to ask you what do, what do you think is as a musician like what do you think a composition is or what do you perceive a, a composition as? Um, as abstract as I can get. Because things right. can go anywhere. That's what I'm saying. That's the um, that's the first yeah. The, that's the first question. But yeah, um, to take bits and pieces mm. of something, mm. put them together, mm. and create something that's more. Yes, I think that's the most basic way I can put it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, it's also a very abstract question. But like, I feel like a composition, just in general, would be, uh, you know, a culmination of certain ideas or thoughts or sounds or um, images. You know, something that somebody sees within their person and they try to express it on either a sheet of paper or uh, a canvas, et cetera, et cetera. So, and I guess that ties in with the first thing that I wanted to talk to you about, which was the fact of like ideas. And developing ideas in order to develop a composition, right? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like composition is like a finished product, or it might not even be a finished product, but it has to start somewhere. Yeah. So something put together. Yeah, exactly. So like, as far as when you know, you compose, you compose pretty often. You have your own bands. You playing six bands, like you told me yesterday. (laughs) Gosh, you didn't have to tell them that. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug. This is (laughs) (laughs) sound that, bro. Oh my god. This podcast is all about shameless plugs. Uh, but. What I wanted to say, well, we'll ask you is like, how do you go about composition? And then I'll give you my example about bringing about ideas and that sort of thing. Well, I will say it's changed in the recent years. Sure. Like in the way it's happened. I mean, before it was all, um, it was all written actually. Right. right. It just, it's just kind of weird. Cause some people say, Oh, well, like mine, like I'm never, like I'm never writing. It right. just feels like the opposite. But like when, like my background, I mean, I've been re- learning how to read music since I was like able to read like read 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 yeah like actually read like i would learn it around like five how to read music so um like reading music like writing notes down and stuff like that that's just how i always thought music was supposed to be composed like that's how i thought like sure that's how we do it but over time looking into you know all the things that have been added you know to like music in the past maybe 10 to 15 years um the accessibility of daws um, like digital audio to, workplaces for if people didn't know. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah so did, sorry, I didn't. I didn't no, mean to it's, too it's, niche. it's all good. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, you doing that that creates more. There, there's so many more things that you can do with those things. Sure. And then as far as the ideas are concerned, I I have this like this big idea that everything that's ever created, especially like musically or anything, right. is just almost like a uh 
it's almost like a remix of alter of, of other things. Yes. So just like you have right. so many different ideas right. that are going on in your head based on what you've listened to, seen, right. all these other things. Experiences, like this sort of thing. Exactly. Like, and you put them into yeah, your, your own thing. For sure. Like uh, at least for me, uh, it also has changed over time. Like because I used to write ideas down mm-hmm. and then now it's more a culmination of me writing things down and also recording audio from my person. Like say if like I'm in an airport. Or something like you know like uh, i have music coming out like that you know obviously and some of the grooves for those certain things like were audio recordings they were not even write, written down up until much later so it's like kind of like coming together the ideas on a wave format and then obviously going until it's a written format so but then actually this ties into the next thing that i wanted to talk about is like where do people get inspiration in this sort of thing because like w- what we were just talking about earlier like a, f- a photographer might look at like you know the light that shades off of a leaf and be like wow i really want to capture this moment within this time you mm-hmm. know or like a painter some same thing you know but like it, you know also depends on their background and that sort of thing you know oh and yeah like what they what they're used to seeing or what they've been trained to to compose or produce to creatively yeah 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 i don't know like uh, for me as far as inspiration it's also changed for for um in a multitude of ways like um, I've definitely had a lot more abstract teachers, especially when I moved to the Netherlands. Okay. Especially like freer music and this sort of stuff and freer ideas. Like mm-hmm. uh, some, I remember some of my teachers, they would be like, yeah, like, um, I'd, like I would ask them, like, how do you find inspiration in order to create like this sort of stuff a- in general? And they were just like, yeah, like, you know, go to the park, look at something, like go check out other forms of art. Like, work out watch a tv show like and i guess this also like ties in really well with like something that tony galusi said you know tony galusi oh yeah of course killing trumpet player that lives in Fanatic, new york yeah, absolutely yeah awesome killing. and and I, I the reason why i like him specifically is because he was having a conversation on his instagram live and he was basically talking about like where he finds inspiration and i f- like connect i feel like i find inspiration in the in my art the same way hmm. is that he was saying like yeah i find inspiration within anything you know like it could be a tv show like a character that i saw in a tv show or like an experience that i had within my own life mm-hmm. or it could be the the color or shade of something that i saw that I thought was like really interesting and i tried to capture it within my art mm-hmm. and that sort of thing so being inspired uh, by something to create um is constant and always moving yeah, you know, and I I feel like that's really beautiful. You know, it is. It is. Yeah, I don't know. What like what are your thoughts on that? Like, um, about inspiration specifically? Yeah, like finding inspiration in different things. You know, not just only like your own. Like, oh, I'm inspired by music. Like, so I'm gonna make music. Like, you know, this sort of thing. Like, well, that comes from. I think that comes from you know same thing. Like, emotely of places. I just think um a lot of times there's there's also an emotion that like there has to be a strong emotion in my opinion. Right. For like something to come out of it for me, I think. And that might just be because sometimes, like, you know, com- compositions, they come more strongly in some places than others. Right. But, like, if I'm going through an emotional experience or I'm going through something that, you know, has really affected my life, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, those emotions are going to play into, like, okay, I need to sit down on the piano or, like, okay, I need to sit down <laughs> yeah. on my horn. I need to create Thanks. a melody. And then from that point, like, those things come out even more strongly. And I think a lot of times, um, like, we compose – and then what happens is we stop or mm. if we don't stop, 
we like we have something that's halfway finished right and then from that point it's just like well am i, am I waiting for another emotion to finish whatever it is right. or am i then going on and like doing it myself just based on the knowledge that i have right so like that that idea of creation the inspiration is like great when it comes from like my emotions but sometimes when those emotions are gone right it's really hard to keep going that i mean that's absolutely true and i you know uh, usually a lot of the art that we see has been created by an emotion or something that they felt like was absolutely like i have to do this or i i will not be complete you know this sort of thing <laughs> yeah. i mean it's facts like you For look sure. at you look at art like that michelangelo did back way back like hundreds of years ago you yeah. know like he was inspired by a lot of stuff like you're talking about a man that was inspired by life that man was inspired and you know a lot of people will attest to to certain musicians or certain uh, artists you know today that are the same way but in a different format since we live in a different time and we have other priorities like rent <laughs> to take care of but um and i guess like the next thing that i wanted to talk to you about within this vein is pretty much like the the aspect of what do you think is better like right like i mentioned before like writing down specifically like what you want to have within a composition or you know recording something on a DAW or like having like a recording like i said like on my phone earlier um i think that ties into the next thing well that well something well something that's like a little bit further forward but sure. let me just start with saying i think the the innovation of DAWs and mm. um things like that or other ways to compose and create have made music way, way more accessible. Right. Because you got to think about it like this. Before before those things came out, there right. were a lot of people that couldn't compose, couldn't compose, you know what That's I mean? That's true. Like, for instance, when, um, you know, like when Beethoven was composing yeah. and, you know, like um, other people, you, you could name like hundreds and thousands of musicians, Facts. millions of musicians, Facts. that you had to know how to read music, you had to know how to write music in order for you to make anything. And then after you learned how to like read music, you then have to learn how, you know, to put music in like chords and you'd have to, right. you know, learn figured bass right. and all this other stuff back right, then. Right. But with DAWs, right. you can you can think of a sound from from that sound um, that you have or from the melody that you create. Maybe you can take that, put that in. OK, now I can add a layer to it. Right. Or, you know, like um, uh, what kind of beat are you thinking about? I don't know. There are hundreds of thousands of drum packs. You might not even right. have to. Right. You know, a drum pack that's already recorded. You put that on there. Boom. Right. You're done, right. you know. So like the the ways of creation are completely completely different. Yeah. But then I would go on to say, depending on how you want it played, right? Because if you have a band that's going to be playing whatever you're yeah. playing, or you have a group that's going to be playing, you'd have it to live, have like lead sheets and stuff like that, like. Or you'd have to be able to communicate whatever you have going on, right? Because even though like. Even though some people have really good ears, others right. don't. Yeah, no, that's facts. You know, and I guess it depends on the ensemble you're. Yeah, and like for. for for me, and I guess this will be like the last thing I say, pretty much on the subject before we go on to the next thing. Um, I I feel like it's for me, it's different. Like like it's like the type of music that I'm writing. You know, like like if it's jazz, like I know for a fact it's going to be like instrumental or something like mm -hmm. that. And you know, <clears throat> some people some people within the painting world might also attest to this. Uh, with different styles of painting or drawing uh i feel like it's a lot easier to start on paper than than you know because you're actually using real human beings because you're like i want to hear what the sounds like you know mm -hmm. and then like you know being able to facilitate that through the lead sheet and then giving it to musicians and then and then you hear what it sounds like and then you make changes afterwards 
like with big band composers, you know, mm -hmm. like they're just like, oh, like I didn't like what the horn line was doing, like in the in the trombone section, like you know, so I'm gonna change that. Y'all are just gonna play pads, like yeah. this this sort of thing. And then like with with like rap or like beats or like hip hop or like neo soul, this sort of stuff, which a lot of people are using more electronics technologies in order to facilitate that sort of thing. Um, it's a lot easier because then like somebody could be playing pads. Pads are like long, you know, ambient sounds pretty much and oh, or you know like certain figures within in the background so that way it it adds to the music instead of taking it away mm -hmm. you know what i mean no i understand what you mean yeah one thing that will add to that then because i was just thinking about this a second ago right. is being finished yeah the the aspect of being finished because for instance say we're talking about a musician right mm -hmm. or say we're talking about you know an, an artist too like somebody that's painting or something like that sure um most things have a place where you feel like they're completed. Right. You know, now music is a, music can be a little bit different. You know, right. obviously we're jazz musicians. Right. We'll play a song for 20 minutes and Literally be like, dang, that e was flat minor, E flat minor? E flat minor for 20 <laughs> minutes. You know, every single horn player, every single person that's in there, we're, we're soul and we're playing over, but we're playing all our licks. You know, but but an artist, somebody that paints something right. or, you know, is like trying to go for a picture, right. there's a certain point to where they're done. Right. But... What happens when there's um, for for an artist specifically? What happens when there's a mistake made mm -hmm. on a piece of art that you've done almost everything to? Right. Right. What happens then? Now, you I mean some people would say throw it away and you know start be done. over. Yeah. But what if it's not finished? Right. What if at that point that mistake that you made right. turns whatever you were making into something else? Right. You know. So that aspect of being finished, and then also with with whatever that you know whatever's going on there. Sure. This idea of well, you know, I don't think people should see this yet, you know, because I don't, I don't think it's finished. A right. completely different, you know, vein. Because right. I've had definitely had times of that. Right. Have you ever had a time where you were like, man, well, this, this really isn't finished. Like, I don't no know if facts, I can put it out. Of course, yeah. Even though it's H hundreds done. of times, hundreds of times for <laughs> sure. Like, and I'll also say like, and I don't know about this like in other aspects of art, and mm -hmm. I may, this might be specifically cater towards musicians in general but like co composers and stuff like that in music they'll always tell you like like you've probably even heard this before it's like like a tune's never finished ever like you know like 10 years down the line you might be feeling some type of way about what you were writing in that moment and be complete and add something completely different and then change the whole aspect of the tune you know mm -hmm. like people will add songs to their records like oh this was a song that i did like nine years ago but like it sounds completely different like an example is like Laura Umvela, like she she put out uh, an EP called uh, One Slash F, mm -hmm. and it's an EP of like her old songs that everybody knows pretty much. Like she's from the UK, she, check her out. She's an amazing singer, and uh, she revamped the whole songs. And I was like, Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Whoa, this is killing, you know. And it was just like different stuff. It was a lot more energy, and these songs were like more laid back and in, in like when they were originally made, you know. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's and then another person that I would think about too, um, somebody that's a little bit more accessible, I guess, to like our, I, I guess our crowd. Sure. Um, if you don't know who this is, Braxton Cook. Ra oof. Braxton when Braxton Cook. Cook, when Braxton Cook came out with his album, um, <laughs> and then he came out with the remixes of yeah. those same, uh, bro. That's when that's yeah. when I went on. That's when I was on it. And I think like when those remixes came out, and he had all those like collaborations with Facts. different people, Facts. like. In the beginning, and I will say this, I didn't I didn't listen to it in the beginning. I was like, okay, dope, dope. But then sure. 
when I was, I remember one time I was playing, I was playing pool with somebody. I was playing, uh, and I think it was, I think it was Luigi. Okay, I was cool. playing, I was playing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a mutual friend of ours. Mutual friend, super dope person. We yeah. love him. We love. Yeah, him. we do. Um, but he was playing it. He was playing while we were playing pool. He was like had it on the side. I was like, what is that? What is that? He's like, that's Braxton. I was like, no, it's not. That's not Braxton. Like, did somebody rip his stuff? He was like, Word. no, this is his remix. He, he remixed the, like that out. Remember that? Word. He was like, no. <laughs> he was like, what? And so I listened to the entire thing. I was like, what the heck? This, this is crazy. good. This is amazing. Like, yeah, this that's is what I'm saying. That's what I'm I was saying. like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. Because, ah. like, you know, it's mm. it's it's always an evolution, you know? Like, uh, uh, when at least in music, mm. um, I might be completely different. If anybody has a different co- comment on that in different uh, art veins, please put it down in the comments mm. if you're watching this on YouTube. But uh, it's kind of like, for music, it's like never ending. It's like it's always evolving. Like we're how we're always shedding. Always evolving. <clears throat> yeah, it's always evolving. It's like a wheel. It like, never stops, you know? Mm. And I guess the last thing that I'll say about this in general is that, like, once when, like, a composition is finished. Like, done, yeah. Like, quotes finished. Um, the first thing that we want to do is to get it played. Or if it's other forms of art, like, get it demonstrated in front of people, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the whole point that we make art so that people can enjoy it and see it and interpret it, right? Yeah. So it's like, how how do you feel like that like how do you feel like you accomplish that as as an artist how do you do that and then i'll say how i do it i think i think the big thing for me is that when i when i'm um at, at a certain at a certain point there is always a little bit of of push that i have to do to myself whenever i get that first rut because right. there's always a first rut for me whenever right. i make that song right and then i get to like once i get to the point where it's like oh that's rough cut right, right. facts i immediately listen to it five 10 a billion times. 20 times yeah. and then after i've listened to it if i'm like you know what i really like this when i get into that mode of oh my goodness because there's a there's a point where i'm like i really like this and i know i'm gonna hate it later <laughs> so i i hit up one of my friends or i'll hit up one of my boys whoever i want you know like on it and i'll say hey i'm gonna send you this track or i'm gonna send this to you you don't have to do anything with it yet or anything you know payment and stuff like that later don't worry like 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 don't worry but can you just hold on to this right like, because later on, I'm going to delete. Th- I'm going to be like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This stinks. And then from there, they mix that. Right. I get it back. And I'm like, you know what? Like, that might have been, that might not have been as bad as what I thought. Or right. at that point, oh, I'm going to put it out. Now, I haven't put out any music really yet, right. except for. You like, should. You really should. Well, except for with my band, the Green Jays, right. you know, you know them, but right. um, not personally. So. Right, right, right. right. I, for me, I feel like the way I go about doing that is just kind of like. T- ripping off the band-aid you know like it's like you, you just like we were talking about it yesterday like you just like have to not care you mm-hmm. know and then like like i said earlier like you know get musicians to play that sort of music or otherwise you know like maybe uh if it's more on the producing side like getting a fresh ears to listen to it like somebody else like another musician or somebody who's not a musician you know and yeah. like interpreting how they how they feel that sort of thing and then being able to um, put it out for everybody else to hear, you know, because that's the end goal, right? Yeah. So it's like uh, just being able to 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 take your apprehensions within that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and then just like putting that away because you know that somebody at some point somewhere is going to gain some sort of value from your music. A hundred percent. Or art in general. Hundred percent. And I, I I agree with you on that fully. I agree with you on that fully. That message I think people forget about. Yeah. Like what was the message of your song in the beginning? Like what was it supposed to do? Right. Right? And once you have that and once it's able to be put out, 
like in that message is there sure. that's probably what's gonna you know get you to like it in the first place and that's something that's worth putting out for sure so to anybody that's composing um and you know is worried about that keep putting it out put put it out yeah put it out. you're you're the only drop you. it drop it and anything if anything like maybe uh, dm us like i don't know like we'll yeah. listen to it we'll definitely well, this is a shameless plug podcast we'll listen to you <laughs> we'll listen to it whatever it is if it's a play we'll look at it if it's sure. art sure. we'll you know heck if you fly us out, we'll go and see it. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm I'm down to do that if people are down to fly us out. <laughs> listen, I'll be down to go to a gallery or something. For stuff. sure, for yeah. sure. We will be there. For we will sure. be there with you. For sure. We will hold your hand. I'm just kidding. Huh, maybe maybe, probably, maybe not hold this. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe maybe like maybe like a handshake. Okay. Uh, like, <laughs> maybe like maybe like gloves. Like maybe like, gloves, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe gloves. Or you know. But it, it is what it is. You know, just you just gotta you just gotta bite the bite the bullet as they say and mm-hmm. then just go for it you know and to be honest it'll probably be pretty good yeah it i mean really at the end of the day we're our biggest critics isn't that isn't that funny how yeah. like how like some like compositions they just like you think like oh man this is crap like i don't want this like why would you ugh, why would anybody want to listen to this and then you listen to it like maybe like 30 days like a month afterwards mm-hmm. and then you're like like you said earlier it's like it wasn't that bad after all or it's like, or like, it's like some musicians like, dang, like I hate this song that I wrote right. like 15 years ago. Right. And then like you find out like, like it's Stevie Wonder and it's like, yeah, and then like, like I wish or something like that. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's cap. That's, that's, that's crazy. Like, or, or it's like, it's like Earth, Wind and Fire. It's right, like, it's right. like September. Right. Like right. the most played wedding song of all time. <laughs> September. I get down in some September. Oh let me tell you. You better. Anybody. Yeah. Anybody. She gets down in September. Anybody. Anybody, bro. Well, that was an amazing talk about the composition. Sure. I really, I really enjoyed it. At least, you know, I did. For sure. And I hope you did. <laughs> I mean, I was talking about it sometimes. So I got to enjoy it. I uh, act like I enjoy it, but I did not. I did nah, not. And, and for anybody that's thinking about composing, like we said, do it. Yeah, facts. Just do it. Just, just do it. Shia just LaBeouf. Do- All right, shout out to Shia LaBeouf. For sure. For sure. So um, today, uh, our segment on this episode of Half Step to Life Um the segment is that ain't it, all right. And um, today's that ain't it. it. Oh, those to those of you that don't know what that ain't it is, it's a segment where we bring up a current event that affected the life and or lives of creative individuals in a negative way, and talk about what should have or could have been done differently. Sure. All right. And so today's event is um, I called it art versus the government. All right. Um. So, the headline for this title is. Pro-China lawmakers in Hong Kong find a new national security target. Art. That, that ain't it. it. All right. So just a little bit more information on this. Um, long story short, legislators call for borrowing of some art from a new museum as, in, as insulting to China. Um, and the artwork portrays a middle finger pointing at Tiananmen Square. Um, for those people that don't know what that is, Tiananmen Square, long story short, is a, a long, long time ago. I forget exactly when. Let me look. Look at my my notes here. If I can find my my notes. Where are my notes? <laughs> I wrote them. I promise I did. I don't even think I have anything. No. Oh well. Long story short, just a synopsis of it. Um, a long time ago, there was um this place called Tiananmen Square. Sure. And there was a protest happening. Um, the military got involved and opened fire on a bunch of civilians hundreds of people were killed and mm. hurt 
Um, so it was a very, very tragic um, incident, a very, very tragic massacre, really, um, in Tiananmen Square. And the the artwork is actually, you know, pointing a middle finger at that. Mm-hmm. Now, a little bit more about the person that um, that donated the art. It's a Swiss art collector um, by the name of um, Uli Sig. And... Um, but long story short, he has a bunch of different, you know, pieces of artwork that are that's actually flicking off a bunch of different things. So it's not just that exhibit; it's different exhibits as well um, that are portraying this art that's doing that. And I guess it's just it's you know more of a protest piece. Um, but long story short, based on last year's national security law that Hong Kong's uh, pro uh, Beijing politicians put up, this piece of artwork they're trying to say that it goes against that law or that act. That was put out, sure. um, which is in in a way kind of censoring these, you know, as a censoring these pieces of art. So it's a little bit more complicated than just uh, like just write it off as like somebody's you know doing this. Right. But really, I, I wanted to ask, what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? You know, <sighs> well, the I barring mean, of expression. I mean, <clears throat> I uh, I mean, there's there's a, there's a lot of things wrong with it. Period. I mean, you know, uh, thankfully. Within the U.S., we have, you know, freedom of expression, like certain rights that we're allowed to like, you know, freedom of speech, like this sort of stuff that we are allowed to express, like how we feel about certain things, especially within creative facets. Right. Which is which is cool. Um, I'll honestly say I don't know what's the legislation within within China. I don't necessarily know because I don't live there. I'm not from there. So what I would say is that um, at least from my background, from where I've lived, I feel like that's kind of uh, an atrocity because uh, at the end of the day, like w- we're trying to convey aspects of within the human experience. So that way other people can interpret and, you know, you know, genuine gen- uh, generate meaning from like I mentioned before with compositions and stuff like that. So like imagine like an artist that like I put so much work into something and it has a meaning for something and I'm trying to convey a message or something like this based upon something that I've uh, felt was necessary to express. And then all of a sudden, like the government's like in charge of what I express, like that doesn't, it's it's almost like censorship, you know, Mm. especially like, and a lot of people can see a, a lot of censorship happening these days you know, uh, within a bunch of different ways and stuff like that. So it's like, imagine something that you thought was like inherently important. And then all of a sudden someone's like, no, like we can't do that because it affects the the government in some way, shape or form. But it's like, does it really, if anything, it's more like a thought or an idea Mm -hmm. or something, which I guess that's where the, you know, the Chinese legislation are are coming from. Like, it's like, it's a thought and idea that can promote or provoke certain things, Mm -hmm. which wouldn't be in the best interest of the, uh, you know, Chinese legislation. But yeah, based upon where I'm from and where I've lived and what I've experienced, I feel that that's an atrocity. Mm. And I think, I think, I guess, I guess the most interesting point too is, you know, it is, it is an event that in Chinese history right. is looked at as a very, very sad event. It is. Right. It's not necessarily a beautiful thing, and there are a lot of things that don't come from very beautiful things right, you know, that course. we see all over the world. Right. Um, I think as far as the art is concerned, a lot of people could a lot of people could kind of like try to rebuttal with, oh, well, in America, what if somebody brought up something that was, you know, ha- an artist had, not, had a racist idea, right. right, and put that out. Yeah, but I absolutely. think the difference here, I think that it's is that's a, that's almost a human rights issue. Right. Like every human being deserves to be treated, you know, in a certain way. Whereas this event, right. though it was, you know, it was wrong. The country, in some way, shape, or form, was, you know, shooting down people, right. you know, from their own country for protesting. Right. 
and that's not a beautiful event at all and flicking no, it off not, not is, is not necessarily the nicest thing to do Facts. i don't think it i don't think it goes into that issue i don't think it goes into human rights i don't think it goes into basic human you know principles i think it's right. just an idea based on those events so i agree with you on that like right. the censorship of this art it's it's sad that you know based on you know a law that was put forward put forward to kind of censor things right. the idea that you know the freedom of speech is being stepped on by these laws that right. are put on over it. It's right, almost right, like right. you're stepping on the freedom. Right. Know? And it's kind of, and it's, it's really interesting. It's just like you, you, it, it's like not only you are being censored for your art and stuff like that, but then again, human nature is only going to rebel against that anyway. I feel like, you know, so like, it's like, Oh really? Like it, like it provokes a reaction out of, out of the artist, especially. So it's just like, you really, you're, you're going to tell me I can't put out my art that I feel like is like very important to me and, and potentially to other people. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me that I'm not going to be able to do something. And it's just like, I'm just going to do more of it. <laughs> like, like, you yeah. Know? Yeah. I can see that. You know, I can see you what, know what I mean? Name. That's like, that's like one, at least one of the few ways that people would react to that. Like as an artist, I feel like, and then, you know, maybe some people would be more submissive to the idea that maybe it's not necessarily the best interest to do that, especially because it could, uh, something like this could also affect like somebody's uh, artistic career. You know, like they could be looked down upon and just like be banned or disbarred from from like any like artistic union or, or some sort of, you know, uh, from their status that they had previously mm-hmm. you know like actors do yeah. it happens with actors all the time like we see it all the time like why certain actors are in certain you know movies because of certain things that happened that isn't necessarily societally like approved mm. you know so like imagine like this like like with a piece of art and then that becomes like the general idea that everybody thinks it's like oh you know if the legislation says it's bad then it's probably bad but then other people are saying, like, no, it's actually wait, wait, the wait, contrary. Wait. Yeah, it's, it, that's true. Yeah. And I think a lot of times what ends up happening is when you live somewhere, mm-hmm. you have two options, right. really, when it comes down to it. Sure. You can either, hey, you know, I really I really love that I'm able to do things here. Right. Or if you're not, you, right. maybe, maybe there are certain things that you don't like right. that you're like, well, you know. I would love living here if certain things changed. Right. You know, like I do kind of like living here. Or maybe I don't like living here at all because right. of certain things, right? right? And when you're on both sides of the coin, right. you start to see the country differently. Right. If you see a country as something that does stuff for you and helps you in many right. ways, then at this, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, like I love this place. This place is great. It's perfect right. the way it is. Right. But then if you see the place as something that doesn't, doesn't benefit you or doesn't right. help you in any way, right. you're going to see it differently. Right, and that's just like with one occupation, you know. Like, yeah. Imagine now, like, if 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 like certain governments or something were were not only, I guess, uh, suspending or like withholding certain aspects, which is like a basic human right. Like, imagine like they do that within a multitude of ways within mm, one countries, and yeah. then it's just like then what's the point of even staying there in the first place? Which attests to what you were saying, right? So it's like. It's just like I feel like it's a it's a it's a slippery slope. It is. It's it's basically a slippery slope. Like once it's with the art, then it comes with the ideas, and then afterwards it comes with like your basic human rights afterwards. Yeah. You know? Because if like if you can take down an idea by the legislation, like if the legislation can take down an idea and then just like put it under hush hush because they feel like it's not within the best interest of, of a certain country's legislation, then you could basically do the same thing with other people's rights, you know? Which I 
I mean, we see it all the time, like offshores, like like it happens all the time. So it happens in a lot of places. Yeah. And I mean, and a lot of a lot of things that we're able to do in this country are like even like you could die for certain things. That's absolutely true. You know, like like um religious freedoms. Right. Like, you know, for me, like being a Christian, if I was on another if I was somewhere else, right. I if I was found praying or something like that could right. be my life. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy to think that the certain things that you're able to do in certain places, you're not. Right, in other you're places, yeah. You're not Absolutely. able to. Um, Absolutely. Which, you know, contributes to the reason why people love certain places and people might not love certain places. Yeah. But I think all in all, I think if we're talking about the way it should have been handled differently, because we do want to, you know. Sure, sure no, obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there should be, in some way, should maybe a sit down or something like that, mate. You know, because I understand where that's coming from. I understand where it's sure. coming from. This, you know, we don't want people to talk bad about China. We right. don't want people to. We don't want people to see like the atrocity. We don't want a bunch of kids to see like, hey, right. all this stuff happened. Think ab- like, poorly about the country that they live in. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's important that people know the truth. Right. And from that point, see the changes in the country that happened or you know, things that are better oh, you know, right, right, right. that make things better. So maybe a sit down and, and to say, OK, well, yeah, you have to do that. But at the same time, you like in maybe maybe somewhere else you say something like, oh, well, it, you know, if things have changed. If right. things have been better for the country, right. you know, since that and then that thing is something that will never happen again. Right. Then somewhere that should be put right. like this is the history of the country that you live in. But right. there have been changes made, so something like this will never happen again. Right. And we will always, you know, cherish and love that people, you know, those people. That yeah. could have maybe, maybe that happened. I right. don't know how. I don't know how I'm, Mr. Sig is. Right. You know, he might have been like, nah, nah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. You know what? In fact, Important. take a picture of me. I'm oh, gonna <laughs> fuck this off. And I, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 man. But you know, oh, maybe man. maybe that's something that could have happened instead For of sure. instead of you know everybody you know awaiting this like okay you know no no way in no way shape or form are we gonna allow this to happen yeah we put out this act so that you know things like this would never happen right and maybe that's y- not the best way to do it maybe uh maybe another solution because you know uh i feel like with with legislation especially like higher powers like like china mm-hmm. like or you know like the u.s it's like it, it's basically what they say and what they say goes you know so like at least for for me I feel like a solution would probably be like maybe uh, like at the expense of like your own uh, career, maybe not doing so much art within that vein or maybe shifting it in a way that it can be interpreted in a multitude of, of ways, you know, that is more accessible to people, you know, because like, you you know, like people like like you said, like you could literally die for your religious beliefs in, in certain yeah. places, which is which is crazy. But like you like when you go to those certain places you you adapt so that way that isn't the case you know maybe like being in a more confined space and doing that sort of way i'm not saying like people should censor themselves but i'm saying like maybe within like if it's like at the expense of your own life or like your own career or your own livelihood like maybe certain things should be brought you know in a more accessible light so that way uh other people can view it and be like oh you know that's still says the same message but it's you know still as impactful but not as harmful as as it would be interpreted. You know what I mean? That's true. I will, and I will say to that, there are certain things that, um, you know, kind of trying to defend Sig. There are certain things that you can't compromise on. Absolutely. Like for me, like for me, Absolutely. if somebody were to come up to me, you know, today or tomorrow, and say, you know, hey, like, 
you got to stop praying or else you're going to jail. Right. I would hope that I'd be able to say, I'm sorry, but I guess I'm just going to have to go to jail because that's something that I that's truly true. believe in, that's you know, and that's, that's also true. And that's something for me that I, I don't I don't ever want to compromise on, that's true. you know, and I guess I guess like what I'm trying to say here is just kind of like oh, seeing what you can compromise. That's that's true. That's and then true. and then being able to give out the same message without compromising yourself like, yeah like you know what i mean because like at the end <laughs> man like we're, we're, we're making this podcast i need you alive <laughs> <That's>, oh my <laughs> god oh we need a we need a yeah, i need you here so it's like and you know you're you're a very important role within within this podcast that we're doing and then within other people's lives as well so it's just like at the expense of your of, of your faith you know it's just like you know at the end of the day like you know it's just like seeing things where you can compromise you know like and be able to be in those certain areas without like igniting some sort of uh issue with legislation and that sort of thing so that way you could that's, still that's true you know i just like and i'm not saying like tarnish the the art that you're making it's just just make little changes so that way when they look at it it's just like it's not that bad and then like but like people who actually know it's like it is that bad well no no yeah yeah like, i knew that I mean? i'd say in that vein too though there are some things that the government could do that's to facts. change. That's also and true. That's what I would push for. That's because me to too. say that, okay, you can't pray anymore, you're going to jail. Right. To be honest with you, that's something that I feel like I just couldn't compromise. And no, that's that, and fine. That's you know fine. what? To be honest with you, if I had to go to jail, like whatever whatever it is, like I, w- I want to say, you know, obviously, you know, you being in that situation is right. different. Right, right, but right. I want to say, okay, I'm probably still going <laughs> to. No, still no, gonna, that's fine. That's I'm fine. Like everybody's gonna. entitled to their beliefs and opinions and stuff like that. Exactly. And, that's, and, and I that get where the compromise comes and in. That, too. And that doesn't change. You know, it's just that, like, uh, I, I know that, like, my art is very important to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that my life is also important to me. That's fair. And then, like, my life is inherently more important than than my art, for me at least. Because then that that provides the opportunity for me to create more art that can touch more people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it, it's like kind of the balance thing, like we said in earlier episodes. It's like seeing where that balance lies and how, you know, and what are your values and, and beliefs and that sort of thing. And how you can convey that within... Um, a more positive or acceptable light, you know, that sort of thing. That's fair. And that, and that's also why that ain't it, man. Like (laughs) why did the government have to do that? That's also true. Like I said before, like it's terrible that the the government has to come into that sort of thing. Never forget your voice though, guys. Never forget your voice. Never forget the fact that you can speak up about stuff, you know, like even like we're talking about these issues in, you know, right here, right Right. now, you know, use your voice in whatever way that you can, because a lot of times things aren't going to go necessarily your way. Absolutely not. But even if there is a change in legislation, that doesn't necessarily let people change, you know? Exactly. exactly. So it's like, even if, if you, even if people accept your art, like where the government accepts your art, like people might not accept those ideas, mm-hmm. you know? And then you just might be at this like weird crossroads where you're just like, well, you know, but at the same time, we got to stand up, you know, what, what, for what we believe in too. Facts. And as creatives, you know, even when you're, even when it's not at, as big of a deal as this, even when it's something more like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if my stuff's good enough to be put out yet. Right. Shut up. Put it out. Shut, put it out. I, I'm telling you to shut up, and I'm telling you to put it out. <laughs> and I, like, you know, that just like pairs really nicely with the composition stuff that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's like the idea is what you're trying to convey with what you were composing or creating in general, and um, having a clear idea of what that is and how you do it 
and also how it's going to be perceived by who listen to it or who see it or who experience it is is definitely the the conundrum here mm-hmm. exactly exactly and it and it all goes back to this idea that um us as artists we as artists put out things that people aren't necessarily going to understand absolutely we do things that not many people are going to completely get but it's all based on our experiences in our lives right and that's facts and the reason and the reason why the way that is is because and i'll say this and this is with every single piece of art right people don't like what they don't understand facts and that's with everything and especially within art period Mm -hmm. because it's like uh, how many times you show somebody t- uh, like a song that isn't, I guess, within like, you know, like a uh, Western, a uh, Western uh, tradition, mm-hmm. you know, that you show them a song and they're just like, I don't know if I like that. You, you know, know, they just don't understand that it swings really hard. L- that it swings. You they know, they really get it. It's they fine. don't really get it. It's, it's okay. fine, though. You know, it's okay. but it's just, eh, you know, yeah. but <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, you know, but like, but. And it also attests to, like, the idea that you said earlier, which is, like, you know, maybe people might not have the ears or the eyes for that sort of thing. So that's why maybe they don't like that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, uh, Buddy Rich said a really great quote. I, uh, I'll paraphrase it because I don't remember exactly. No, don't worry about it. Uh, I'll paraphrase because I don't remember exactly what it was. It's just this, like, uh, he was in an interview. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's just like, oh, but, like, what if people aren't, like, you know, jazz musicians, specifically jazz musicians? What if they're not jazz musicians and they don't necessarily understand and they just like Boots Randolph? Because Boots Randolph was, like, yeah. <laughs> Boots, Boots <laughs> Randolph was, like, popping off at the time. And it's just, like, it's – and then, the uh, you know, Buddy Rich, uh, his response was just, like, it's not a matter of taste. When something is good, like Lester Young, like a saxophonist, Lester Young, check him out you can immediately hear the genius within that sort of playing. And the same thing with Charlie Parker and people who came after him and that sort of thing, who have contributed to the music or to the art or to the creative expression. So it's just like, even if you don't understand it, like being open, I always say like, it's like being open to being open, Mm. you know, it's just like to the idea of being open because then you're putting yourself in a better place where you can access what you believe in what you think is cool what you think is amazing yeah and then see it from a different lens so that way you might find something else that you also appreciate exactly exactly yeah. it's almost like and for people that don't necessarily get like the music thing it's almost like trying a new food you know also also another art form of art that we have yet to talk about yeah like that's so true uh-oh, Pedro. Pedro's about to go off. Bro. Listen, Pedro's bro, I love off. cooking. I love cooking, man. So I'm glad you said that, bro. But <laughs> No, for sure, for yeah. sure. It is one of those things where it's like um, we're going to talk about as much as we can on here. Absolutely. As much as we can. Absolutely. So we haven't hit you yet. Don't worry. We're going to get to you. Absolutely. We're never going to stop. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. My name is Pedro Millan. My name is Jordan Green. And this is the Half Step to Life podcast. Thank you for listening. And remember... Hashtag squad. Wow. <laughs> You're wearing for the, the shirt. For those of you that don't see this, <laughs> really, really just ripped. Really just ripped my shirt off. It's but fine, though. Facts, it's fine, though. Love facts, these people on the facts, shirt. Facts, I, really, I mean, they look really, really, really nice people. I love you, Malik. I love you, Maria. <laughs> I, love, I, love I you. mean, hello. Hashtag squad. They must be nice people. So They're great people. Yeah, yeah, and then the back actually says, uh, I don't know if you can see it. Ooh. It says uh, squad forever. Word. There. Word. You know, like that. Word. Hopefully they can see it. Or I just turned around and like that was awkward. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's all, all good. good. It's all good though. But yeah, man. Um, well, I guess this is it. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> See you later. Forever. Just kidding. We got a next episode coming out next week. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> Yeah, next week. <laughs> Peace out.